Good morning, Clinton United Methodist Church. This is Pastor Michael coming to you live and in person from the mezzanine on this beautiful day to be a duck. Um, <laughs> we have some announcements and things to share with you before we get into our worship service, so I'm going to hand it over to our liturgist, and Sheila's going to tell you all kinds of fun stuff. Good morning, church family. Uh, first of all, a note from Nancy Miller to my loving church family and wonderful Pastor Mike. I am so thankful for all of you, the prayers, cards, well wishes, and all of the love that came my way from Nancy. And I talked to her yesterday, and I told her I heard a rumor that we canceled the farmer's market because she couldn't be there. She said that she needed a good chuckle. Okay, on to our announcements. Um, Recognition Sunday, which is, I believe, in two weeks, we really want to make sure we don't miss anybody, anybody graduating, whether it's from preschool or college. We don't care. We'd like to acknowledge them. So please get that information to the office. Memorial Day Sunday, we are going to be honoring all of our military veterans. So if you have anything that you'd like to bring in, we're going to set up tables for individual uh, veterans. Um, and we're right now... Fingers crossed, we're planning a little coffee hour afterwards, so please get that information to Linda. Um, our vendor show. In September, we are having a vendor show, which is different than our craft show. Our craft show in November, all the items have to be handmade. The vendor show, all the items have to be company-made like Avon or Mary Kay or Norwex or uh, 31 Bags. So if you know anybody who sells those kind of products, please give me their contact information or give them mine so that we can uh, get a pretty good showing for our first vendor show in September. Thank you to those of you that bake cookies for the car show. As you might have guessed, we did not have the car show because of the weather. However, yesterday we were allowed to sell most of those baked goods um, during the plant sale. There are some available after worship today if you're interested. And speaking of the plant show, um, it was pretty successful. Big kudos and thanks to Leslie who created our website for us and all those people that worked Friday and Saturday to help pull that together. Um, as of right now, it looks like we're looking at almost $900 profit. We do have a few things that are out in front of the church uh, still available for sale. And I think that's it. You can read the rest of the announcements. Let's go to worship. <clears throat> Please join me for the call to worship. Oh, give thanks to the Lord who is good. God's, God's steadfast, steadfast love endures, endures forever. forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That God's, God's steadfast love endures forever. Please turn to page 572 for Pass It On, our first hymn. Ooh. Mm -hmm. 
Please join me for our opening prayer. Most astounding God, you lead us through deserts and grant us safe crossings. You save us from trouble and deliver us from distress. You satisfy our hunger and quench our thirst with righteousness and mercy. When we lose our way, you pull us back to you and overwhelm us with love. All honor and glory are yours, our master, our teacher, our friend. Amen. Please join me for our second hymn, Come Ye Sinners, Poor and Needy, page 340. Save you full of 
please join me now in our prayer for illumination. By your spirit, O God, still our restless spirits and unstop our ears. Let us hear your word, that it may be at work in us for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Our first scripture this morning is from 1 Thessalonians 2, 7b through 12, NIV version. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Surely you remember, brothers and sisters, our toil and hardship. We worked night and day in order not to be a burden to anyone while we preached the gospel of God to you. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, <coughs> thanks, thanks be, be to, to God. God. Let God's word be at work within you, offering gifts with glad and joyful hearts.
If you would join us now in our doxology on page 95 in the hymnal. Giver of all good gifts, how can we thank you for your never-ending love? Even our very lives are not enough. Accept these offerings as tokens of our gratitude and signs of our hope in the realm you have promised, the kingdom for which we wait. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is now time for our youth moment, so if our youth and children would head on in, try not to melt in the rain, and we will... Uh, I'll meet you in the narthex. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Everybody awake? Yeah. Not really. I know. I'm. Pastor Michael would like to still be in bed. Um, so, what's today? Are you sure? Positive. Yeah. Okay. You're right. It is. Um, are you doing something special with your mom today? What are you guys going to do? That sounds like fun. What about you? You gave her a surprise. Awesome. What about you? Awesome. So moms are pretty great, right? Yeah. Um, my mom is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, she is really nice, and she loves me, and she helped raise me. And 
when people get married, then you can end up with what you call your in-laws, the person you married, their parents, so their mom and dad. So I also have a mother-in-law, and that's, that's Sarah's mom. And she is also amazing. Um, and then my grandmothers, because they're like moms too, I have a lot of people in my life who are, who are moms to me, and they're all amazing, and I bet you guys do too. And that's one of the really cool things is somebody can be like a mom to you, even though they're not your, your mom that you maybe live with or the mom that, that gave birth to you. So like in our family, we adopted DeAndre. So Sarah is DeAndre's adoptive mom, but she loves him and treats him just like AJ because she loves him just as much as she loves AJ. Do you guys remember Jesus' mom's name? Yes, what was, the, what was her name? Mary. That's right, Mary. Mary took care of Jesus and helped raise him when he was little. Now that had to be, that was a big job, wasn't it? I mean, he was a very special kid. But she loved him no matter what. So... I'm wondering, can you think of other people in your life who have been like a mom to you, other than your mom? Like who? Your grandma, okay. Can you guys think of anybody else in your life who's been like a mom to you? Your dad, sure. Yeah, okay. One of my friends growing up who I knew from junior high all the way through college, and he was the best man at my wedding, um, his mom was like a mom to me too when, when I'd go over to his house and we'd hang out and stuff. So there are a lot of people in our lives who can care for us and love us. So even if there's days that maybe we're frustrated or we're not feeling like we're maybe being loved as much as we need. There are a lot of people in your lives who love you, okay? Can you always remember that? And that includes God. God is not only, because a lot of times we talk about God like God the Father, but God is like a mother to us too. Um, just like you said, like your dad can be like a mom to you. So we are surrounded by so much love and support. Older sister, my, I have twin sisters who are like moms to me. They, I always say that they are the reason that I turned out halfway decent because of how much they loved me and cared for me and, and helped bring me up and teach me stuff. All right, so who wants to be a mom one day? Me. You want to be a mommy one day? She, you're saying No. <laughs> I, I don't blame you, um, you don't, and you don't have to be. But even if you're not a biological mommy to someone, you can still be like a mom to someone by loving and supporting them, okay? All right. I also want to thank you guys for all your hard work on the mommy or mom, mother, Mother's Day presents that you worked on. They are beautiful, and I know everyone loves them, so thank you guys for your hard work on those. 
Um, I got one more thing I need you to help me with. If we can do the Lord's Prayer and then I'm let you guys have Sunday school and some suckers. Does that sound fair? Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You guys did a super awesome job. I am so proud of you. I hope you guys have a great day with your moms, and let's get some suckers. All right, if you would all please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we give you thanks for this day on which we celebrate the mothers in our lives. There are so many people who love and care for us, who encourage us, guide us, teach us. We are overwhelmed the amount of love and support that is found especially from you. Lord, you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer, just like we hopefully feel that we can bring anything to our mothers or our fathers or the people who are our parents and, and raise us in this life. We lift up all of those who are suffering today those who are mourning the loss of loved ones, those who are struggling with their health or other things like sobriety, drug addiction, 
their, their mental situation. And, and Lord, we look to our prayer requests this morning and want to lift up specifically prayers for Lisa's son and daughter-in-law, Ethan and Megan, who are expecting their second child. We are praying for uh, safe delivery and a healthy child and a healthy mom. We have prayers for uh, Jessica Bayshore um, for a speedy recovery from her foot surgery. We lift continued prayers for Philip Ross, whose husband Terry has gone on to glory with you, God, and prayers of comfort for the entire family. We have prayers of comfort for Rosemary and her family, whose brother-in-law has passed away and gone on to glory with you. We have prayers for Andrea Boley's Aunt Sherry, who is with hospice care. We have prayers for Sam Solomon, who received a double, double lung transplant from COVID complications, and pray that his body will accept this transplant and that he will heal soon. We have prayers for Bill Marshall, who has stage four lung cancer that has begun to move throughout his body. And hopefully uh, we can get some cards and phone calls out to him. We have prayers for Ken Boley, Luann's son-in-law, who injured his hand in a saw accident. We have prayers for Vicki Barber, uh, Luann grand Luann's granddaughter Abigail's grandmother, who's in critical condition in the hospital because of COVID. We have prayers for Martha's sister, Choice, who was fallen and is at St. Joe's with a head injury and heart issues. We are praying for her healing. We have prayers for a young child named Drake who was in a car accident and has sustained some serious injuries. He is the son of a friend of Jessica Bayshore. We have prayers for Dee Warner and her family and friends. Dee has been missing from her Tecumseh home for two weeks. We pray that she may return home safe and sound. And God, we also have prayers of thanks and adoration as Sheila's friend Paula has received the news that she is cancer-free. We are thankful for all of the work of her doctors and all of those who worked with her in her healing process and thankful for your guiding hand. God, we also lift up in our prayers those who work so hard to keep us safe in this world. All of our service men and women serving in the military and the armed forces, our police and firefighters, our first responders, and so many more. God, we pray that you would guide their hearts and minds, walk with them in their journey, keep them safe and strong. And God, for those who are serving far away from home, we pray that they may be able to return home soon and we could begin to see an end to conflict in our world. We also lift up our world and everything in it. This time of pandemic is, is so different and challenging and painful for so many. And Lord, we know that you are with us in this time in our lives as in every time in our lives. We pray that you would help sustain us through this pandemic, that you would also continue to guide the hands and efforts of all of those working to 
help us with vaccines and other ways to keep us safe so that the spread might go down, that more lives would not be lost. We ask that you would help us to see each other the way you see us as your beloved children, all equal and worthy of being, of life, of mercy and grace and love. Help us, O oh God, to always see each other that way, to love each other as you have commanded us, that we might help sharpen one another to be the best people we can be, to become the people you have created us to be. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly in our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. God turns the desert into pools of water and guides those who have gone astray. Let us confess to God the depth of our need that we may be saved from trouble. If you would please join me in our prayer of confession. Lord God, only you are holy. Yet we imagine that we are righteous, excusing our own faults while pointing out those of others. We are quick to lay burdens upon our neighbors, but slow to help with their own. We take credit and give blame. In spite of the grace you have shown us, we are slow to mercy. Forgive us, O God, and wash us clean that we may serve you with joy and thanksgiving. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved children of the Most High God, God has made a way where there was no way. In Christ Jesus, evil and death have been vanquished, and we live in a state of grace. Believe the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. Please join me for the affirmation of faith, the Apostles' Creed, Ecumenical Version, page 882. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he arose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Our second scripture reading this morning is from Hebrews 10, verses 19 through 25, NIV version. A call to persevere in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is, his body, 
And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unservingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Our next song is not what is reported in the bulletin. We are going to sing We've a Story to Tell the Nation, page 569. So correction, 569. And before we do the next hymn, I just have one quick announcement I tried to get in. Um, my veteran is in need of kids' clothes. When his kids were in foster care, the foster mother kept all the clothes. So the, they only have two outfits for each of the kids. So if you know anyone who has young ones that um, you know, may have outgrown some clothes, uh, his daughter needs 4T or 20-month-old. Um, the son needs uh, 3T shirts, 2T shorts and pants, or 24 months. Uh, any help would be greatly appreciated, and they also need a potty chair. So thank you. message to give to the name. 
Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Proverbs, chapter 27, verses 17 through 27. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The one who guards a fig tree will eat its fruit, and whoever protects their master will be honored. As water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. Death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are human eyes. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but people are tested by their praise. Though you grind a fool in a mortar, grinding them like grain with a pestle, you will not remove their folly from them. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds, for riches do not endure forever, and a crown is not secure for all generations. When the hay is removed and new growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in, the lambs will provide you with clothing and the goats with the price of a field. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed your family and to nourish your female servants. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. Please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of all power, strength, mercy, love, and grace, we give thanks to you for the opportunities that come about around us to be strengthened, as well as for us to strengthen others. You have shown us time and time again that we are better together when we can support each other, help each other to grow, comfort each other, and live together as your beloved children. Help us to always see each other as you see us, as your beloved children, equal and worthy of life, mercy, love, and grace. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place, be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, I want to take a moment here to say Happy Mother's Day to all of the people who are biological mothers, adoptive mothers, surrogate mothers, and to anyone who has loved and supported someone else, especially children. The term mother can be defined and understood in many ways. I appreciate everyone who has lived a life that fits into any of those ways and the people that they have loved, cared for, and supported. As I mentioned to our children earlier, I am blessed with an amazing mother mother-in-law, and countless other people who have been like a mother to me in my life. I am also beyond blessed to be married to an amazing mother to my children, someone I admire and love and cannot imagine my life without. Today we are continuing to our fourth week in our sermon series, Proverbs, Words of Wisdom, studying several key passages from the book that as I have mentioned before, is typically described as an anthology of collections of sayings and instructions whose primary purpose was to teach wisdom to the young and old. We have been and will continue to look at passages with important lessons and instructions that are still relevant in our world today, especially with some of the greater challenges that we find ourselves facing. 
So far, we have looked at instructions and lessons around guarding our hearts, having cheerful hearts, and human plans versus God's plan. This week, we're going to be focusing primarily on verse 17 from the 27th chapter of Proverbs in a message titled, Sharpening Iron. But we will also look back at our readings from 1 Thessalonians and Hebrews for some additional content and connection. As many people tend to think of our mothers as people who help us to grow and be strengthened, how appropriate that this message falls on this day. I really, really wish I could say that that was intentional as I was planning this this series, but that would not be true. The Holy Spirit must have been guiding me on this one. Anyways, let's start this morning with our primary scripture passage from Proverbs. And then again, as I said, we'll bring in the other selections as we go along. So verse 17 tells us that as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Now, this claim may seem pretty straightforward, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper in and see what some of the biblical scholars who have studied this piece of scripture um, in real depth um, might have to offer about it. As we have already seen in some previous examinations of other scripture passages, there may be more beneath the surface due to the context, uh, the translation, and other factors that are not always immediately available to the reader um, or even apparent. So let us start with the words of Duane A. Garrett from his entry in the New American Commentary that offers, verse 17 explains that people must not shy away from interaction with their peers since it is an education in itself. The sharpening can occur in any area in which people are engaged, be it business, intellectual, or physical competition. An entry from the commentary critical and explanatory on the whole Bible, volume one, seems to agree with uh, Garrett's words, where it states that a man sharpeneth, friend, that is, conversation promotes intelligence, which the face exhibits. Then John D. Berry, he writes in agreement with this general concept in the Faith Life Study Bible, so iron sharpens iron, close friends provide constructive criticism and accountability. Just as sharpening an iron blade makes it more effective, close friends sharpen one another's character. And John F. Uh, Walvoord and Roy B. Zuck in their entry in the Bible Knowledge Commentary and Exposition of the Scriptures, Volume 1, they hold a similar stance. When iron is rubbed against another piece of iron, it shapes and sharpens it. Similarly, people can help each other improve by their discussions, criticisms, suggestions, and ideas. Stephen J. Lennox's entry in Proverbs, a Bible commentary in the Wesleyan tradition, also seems to echo these claims. The problem present in Proverbs 27, 15 through 16 is not the presence of conflict, but the wrong kind of conflict. There is a kind, according to verse uh, 17, which actually improves the combatants by sharpening them. I become sharper when my bad habits and improper thoughts are challenged, my logical inconsistencies are pointed out, and my blind spots are brought to my attention. 
And then scholar Matthew Henry, he goes even farther as to connect this verse from Proverbs with a focus on being sharpened by each other with our reading from Hebrews when he writes, to direct us what we must have in our eye in conversation, namely to improve both others and ourselves, not to pass any time or banter one another, but to provoke one another to love and do good works and so to make one another wiser and better. And that's from his commentary on the whole Bible. And that is a direct reference to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, that says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. But not all scholars seem to share this same view as is pointed out by H.D.M. Uh, Spence Jones in the entry in Proverbs, the pulpit commentary, where uh, is pointed out, some have taken the proverb in a bad sense, as if it meant that one angry word leads to another. One man's passion excites another's rage. But the best commentators understand the maxim to say that intercourse or communication with other men influences the manner, appearance, deportment, and character of a man, sharpens his wits, controls his conduct, and brightens his very face. Let us dive into our reading then from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7b, or the second part of verse 7 through 12. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. The author of 1 Thessalonians here is explaining to the readers that they loved the readers so much, just like a mother, that they worked to care for them and share both the gospel and also their own lives with the readers. Now, in doing this, one could, I think, fairly and easily argue that the authors were, in fact, sharpening the readers and vice versa. I also feel that then we can safely take the next step to say that our mothers or mother figures in our lives also sharpen us. Our mothers and others who cared for us like mothers and offer motherly support to us help to sharpen us. They help us to improve by their discussions with us, constructive criticisms, supportive suggestions, and loving ideas using the words of Walvoord and Zuck. Or, in relating the words of Lennox, these same people challenge our bad habits and improper thoughts. They point out our logical inconsistencies and bring to our attention our blind spots. And as Henry would probably argue, this is not done as cruel or to provoke anger and discourse, but rather to provoke us to love and good works and to make us wiser and better. And I believe that we find evidence of this very claim about people sharpening each other right here in our congregation, our faith community. When we have things like Bible studies or book studies, we help sharpen each other. When we work together on ministry opportunities, we are helping to sharpen each other. When we gather in worship or fellowship, we are helping to sharpen each other. We are better when we are together than when we are alone. This has been proven to be true throughout most of human history. 
When people come together, we can learn from each other. We can accomplish more together. We can be better. But only when the focus is on love. As I think back throughout all my life, there are countless people, as I mentioned earlier, who have been like a mother to me, in addition to my own biological mother, who has always been an amazing mother to me and my sisters, as well as an amazing grandmother to all of her grandchildren. The same goes for my mother-in-law as well. Today, we celebrate the mothers in our lives, and I encourage you to do that in whatever way you are able and in whatever way will best express your feelings. Not all of the time, but in a vast majority of the time, our mothers are the people who bring us first to faith. Again, not in every instance, in every situation, but there is a, a track record of that being more common than not. These are the people who have helped sharpen us throughout our lives. They have helped to shape us into the people we are today. Mothers and those who support and love us in mothering ways are absolutely blessings straight from God. I pray that you will express your appreciation and thanks to God for these blessings, and I hope that you are able to cherish them and spend time with them today or very soon. I also pray that God would continue to bless you. May your friends and loved ones continue to sharpen you, that you may be able to sharpen them as well, and that we may all lead our lives with love and grace for all people and all creation. Amen. This morning, we are, uh, again, going to have a, a praise song here at the end. Um, this song is by a group called Audio Adrenaline, um, which I know probably sounds like a hardcore rock group, but I promise you, uh, at least this song is not. Um, this song is called Sound of the Saints, um, and I want you, if you're able to listen very closely to the words, uh, there's some very, I think, important and, and positive messages here in the song. Oh, I love to hear the song of creation The wind and the rhythm of the rain Oh, the thunder, it speaks of your power But there's something in the sound of the saints I've been washed in the roar of the ocean Found peace in the echoes of a cave and the trees of the field, they clap their hands But there's something in the sound of the saints From the lips of those you saved A redemption song will rise With a sound so full it cracks the sky Whoa! Redemption song will rise 
Every tongue, every tribe, hear the church override. As we march on to Zion singing, Alleluia, Amen. Alleluia, Amen. Before our benediction, I wanted to uh, point out one other thing in the bulletin that I, we missed. Um, I am going to be switching the days that I am here uh, at the Clinton Church during the week. Um, I will be here on Tuesdays and Thursdays now instead of Monday, Wednesdays from 9.30 to about 2 o'clock. Um, if you want to uh, come in and talk to me, I ask that you please call the office um, before you drive, uh, drive over just in case. Um, I might not be here, obviously, as things happen, people get sick or uh, other things occur. There may be times where I have to run out and, and go see someone or something like that. So um, always, if you are able to, uh, just call the office first to make sure that I am here for the time that you want to come by. Um, and that'll start this week. So um, this Tuesday and Thursday, 9.30 to 2. Um, yeah. All right. Brothers and sisters, beloved children of God, lead a life worthy of God who calls us into the realm of glory and shows us the way of abundant life. May the blessing of God, father, mother, teacher, friend, go with you this day and every day until we meet in glory. Go serve the Lord in peace. Amen. Please remember we have the... Uh plants still available for sale uh, some of the leftovers and we have some cookies available sheila's go coming down right now so come uh, to the carport if you're interested in uh, some plants or some cookies and we really appreciate it have yourself a wonderful mother's day